Good morning to everyone. Unless you think In and Out is better than Shake Shack. Anyway, we're back here with Daily Dingers. Rough 0 2 night last night. I got my guy, Steve Inman, back with me today as Jack is off. Steve, how are you doing on this wonderful Tuesday? Steve, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on Daily Dingers. Big honor here. Second week in a row. I'm hoping to keep this going. We're gonna, we are gonna keep it going now. Before we start, just real quick, me and Jack got into a furious debate about this yesterday. Shake Shacker in and out. What's up? Unfortunately, my friend, I'm going in and out, Ooh. and I'm gonna tell you to defend myself here. I'm a New Yorker. I've been in New York a long time. You don't get in and out a lot. You you go on you know West Coast trips very rarely. Every couple of years, you get some in and out. So Shake Shack, we've had so much of. We see it everywhere. There's one in New York City. There's one in Penn Station. There's one at City Field, our Mets. So to be fair, you don't get it as much. I mean, we'd all love McDonald's a lot more if you only got it once every other year. I mean, I understand. I am. It's fair. It's fair. But that, listen, I only came to this conclusion when I went to the West Coast. I had in and out thought it was great and then i came back landed and a jfk shake shack's right there so i yeah. went to shake shack and i like remembered the taste of both and i was like shake shack's just it's just better it's just it, like it's an opinion thing it's a preference thing so you don't get a good morning today but you're on the pod so it's perfect um so anyway before we get into everything there was an article i want you to talk about this well we're gonna go into this really there's an article in the athletic by ken rosenthal talking about the yankees um I want you to elaborate on that and their problems. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. You think it's hilarious because you think like, I mean, you think like me, Yankee fans are just spoiled and they're still three games over 500 and they're panicking. What, let's, let's talk about this. What do you, what do you got here? Yeah. First of all, it's insane to me that a guy like Ken Rosenthal, who is one of, you know, arguably the faces of baseball as a reporter is writing this doomsday Yankees panicking thing. There's a whole section about mistakes Brian Cashman has made. It's talking about how their 27th in runs scored despite having basically the same lineup that they've had the last five years that was top five in runs scored. So to me, it, it comes off as a little doomsday-ish, and that's exactly what the Yankee fans are looking for right now. They're feeding into this. They are panicking hard, Steve, and it's really funny to see because really, to me, there's no reason for the panic. Well, I I will say that. There really isn't a reason to panic. I think they're panicking because the Red Sox aren't supposed to be good. The Rays are, you know, everybody, I feel like, well, at least from my count, I was waiting for the Rays to do what they did last year over the long haul of a, of a season. This, the jury's still out, I think, on the 162 for them. They're still like doing I, it, though, right? Like they're, they're 15 over. Right. Like, they're doing it. They're doing it well right now. So they weren't supposed to be what they're doing now. And the Blue Jays are, are good. So Yankees... Yankees and their fans are panicking because now the division is really good and they're not the Orioles are scoring more runs per game than them. And I think this is so look, I if the Yankees don't make the playoffs, this is my opinion. We talked about this a little before the show. If the Yankees don't make the playoffs, I think you got you you look to fire Cashman cuz he's the guy who put this team together. They are they're one dimensional. I know it's the same lineup as last year, but they're still one. They're one dimensional baseball team. They hit a home run or they don't score. They strike out a ton. They don't hit for average. The only one who hits over 300 is, is judge. I know nobody cares about average anymore, but that's just not the way baseball is actually meant to be played, especially now that the ball isn't juiced anymore. And then we overlook 
the pitching staff where, yeah, you have Garrett Cole, but you took a shot on Corey Kluber as the number two with injury history, who is now hurt again. Domingo Herman, you didn't know what you were going to get. He was good for a stretch, but now he might be bad for a stretch because he doesn't have a track record. You have um, Jordan Montgomery, who's been up and down. Yeah, the bullpen's still good, and Britain's going to come back. But to me, I think they just took for granted. They, they were shopping in the bargain bin for pitching. I think... You could sign Kluber. I'm fine with the Kluber signing if you bring in another legit number two. So, and Aaron Boone honestly doesn't do anything. He just does what they tell him to do. So to me, it's on Cashman if they don't make the playoffs. That's my opinion. That's really interesting. And I think a lot of Yankee fans agree with your sentiment right there. But the idea is I'm not worried about them in the least offensively, right? I mean, this is the same team that has been top five and run scored. I understand the ball is not juiced, but that, that goes both ways, right? So Runs are down around around the game. You have DJ LeMahieu, who has been an MVP candidate the last couple of years, down 80 points in his batting average. He's lost all his power. Do I expect that to continue? I don't. I don't think he just all of a sudden just signed a new deal and got old out of nowhere. You know, Luke Voigt was their best hitter last year. He hasn't played yet. He's going to come back soon. But was it a 60-game season best hitter or like where, you know, 60 games is – 60 games he, is he's going to help them. No matter what you think okay. of Luke Voigt long term, he is going to help that team. I don't believe Glaber Torres is this kind of hitter. His play discipline has actually improved this year, which makes me think he's not being as aggressive as a plate. He's not being as hitterish at the plate. I think he's going to get it going too. So, like those three guys are really going to make a big impact in this Yankee lineup. I've always been a big Gary Sanchez guy. I'm giving that up. That is done. He's a 200 hitter. It drives me crazy. He is an all or nothing power guy. And if that's your catcher, that's not the worst thing in the world. But I think this is a very, very good lineup. The pitching side is a lot different. I understand what they did with this pitching where they said Kluber, Tyone, Severino. If one of those three guys is our number two, that's good. And then we'll find another pitcher at the trade deadline. That didn't work so far. Kluber got hurt. Tyone's been bad. And Severino never came back. But it, to me, it's going to come down to, are they willing to spend the money? Are they willing to go out and find that big-time pitcher that can really make a huge difference here? Uh, you know, a Max Scherzer type. I don't know if the Nationals are going to sell. I mean, as Met fans, we'd love for them to sell and move Scherzer out of this division once I, and for I all. Think the Nats, I think the Nats are going to make a push for the division, to be honest with you. We could get into that at a different point. How but, about a guy like Jose Barrios then? You know, they're, the Twins are oh, not stink. buried, but they're terrible right now. And you know what? That could be a guy that can make a ton of sense at the number two for the Yankees. Doesn't even make a lot of money either. So this article that I brought up from Ken Rosenthal picks this doom thing of, you know, how Steinbrenner saying, no matter what, we're not going over this luxury tax. We can't be over this luxury tax for the third year in a row. We must reset it. They're $4 million under it right now, right? So you can get a guy like Barrios and trade a tiny bit of salary out and not go over this luxury tax. Or you can just be the New York Yankees and go sign, get whoever you want. So I'm not worried. It's June. We've seen this before from big market teams. I feel like the Dodgers every year but this year have gotten off to a horrific start. And we're like, oh, my God, do they finally need to get rid of Dave Roberts? What's going on here? They need to make a big push. Is Kershaw done? This is the same thing that's going on with the New York Yankees, my friend. The funny thing is that we're talking about a horrific start and they're 31 and 28. Yeah. So it's not even like the sky is falling. They're three over. Like right, the Mets like, are six over and we're ready to throw a parade. Right. Yeah. The Mets are six over. The Mets, are, I, dude, I did. 
I know we're talking about the Yankees right now, but I got to be honest, the disrespect by the media for the Mets is like insane to me. Cause like even MLB came out with their top 10 because all the guys are hurt. Right. So the MLB comes out with their top 10 Mets aren't in it. That's fine. They have the biggest division lead in baseball, but then Mike Petrello on Twitter, I, he has, says a lot of good stuff and he says a lot of stuff that I'm like, dude, are you, is this clickbait? Are you just looking for engagement? Probably. He says, I still think he goes, the Yankees lineup is still better than the Mets lineup. And I just, I tweeted him. I'm like, the Mets have half a lineup. The Mets have yeah. half a lineup. Like, let's not think compare the two. To me. Like right now, let's not compare the two. And that's besides the point. But back to what we were originally saying with this. Look, I think the Yankees lineup can figure it out. But I do think if they are going to figure it out, that the approaches throughout the organization, the approach to hitting throughout the organization has to change. And it's not really a huge, to me, it's not really a huge change to go from trying to hit, from trying to hit home runs to trying to hit line drives. Yeah, that's all you're really, that's all you're really doing. You're trying to get guys on base. I'm out on Gary Sanchez. Stinks. I just don't get what's stopping the Yankees from saying, hey, it's July 20th. Our offense has been better, but not great. Let's go out and get another bat. Yeah, I, that's, another starter. I don't believe I saw this, this whole the Yankees are just going to cry poor for the year. I get they lost money in the pandemic, but this is the New York Yankees. And until we see them say we're not spending money, then you have to believe they're going to continue to be the New York Yankees. I don't get why it, this sky is falling thing when they've never done this before. Like if the Red Sox keep winning baseball games, do you think that the Yankees aren't going to go after someone? I mean, look, Realistically, the Red Sox the Red, right now are better are better. But they right, that's what I mean. Still make the playoffs, and right, that's yeah, yeah. And also, yeah. but the thing is, the AL is going to be tough because the AL West now, like the AL West, I think the A's are the best team, but the Astros are really good, right? So the Astros are really good. Then in the Central, you got the White Sox, you got the Indians, and then even you, even in the East, you still got the Blue Jays, you still got the Rays, you still got the Red Sox. So it's going to be tough. I think they could do it. Also, the thing about DJ Lemayu is he is a year older. I like, it's just, you see these guys one year, it could like turn them around. Do I think he's going to hit 250? No, but his power might not be, his power might not be there. But if he hits, if he ends up finishing the season hitting like 285, that's, I think that's how they they'll start to turn things around. I don't know. I think the sky isn't falling, but if they do miss the playoffs or they go on like a really bad spell, I just think you gotta, you gotta put it on Cashman. That's just how, that's how I feel. I know you. You're you're different. I mean, nobody you're, nobody's won more games like in the span of Cashman being the GM than him. Like he has been the guy. And the idea that they have a mediocre first two months to me is not a reason to to, to kill him. Remember, they were a hit away from moving on to the championship series last year. They've been a hit away the last couple of years against the Houston Astros. Like, right? They haven't executed. They haven't. Right. You know why? Because they're trying yeah. to hit home runs. That's why one hit. A hit away. That's it. That's that's the Yankees' motto. We're a hit away, except we're going to still try to hit a home run. It's fine. And you know what? To wrap this up real quick, the one guy I keep hearing, Trevor Story. Go get Trevor Story, Trevor Story, Trevor Story. He'd be the exact same thing. An all A big power hitter with big strikeouts who is now going to go from Coors Field batting average improvements to a smaller park in Yankee Stadium. That's going to be a lot of all or nothing there, too. I saw – oh, this is going to be tough because we can't wrap it up just yet. I – saw yesterday someone write an article that they shouldn't go after story. The guy they should go after is Kettle Marte. That makes sense if you can pry him from Arizona. I think it, he's under contract for a while. So that's yeah, gonna be tough. Like, 
it's gonna you're gonna have to give up a lot. I think he's a guy that brings a different dynamic to the lineup because he steals bases. He's right. Like the Yankees don't have anybody that steals bases. Like, yeah, like Brett Gardner could get Brett Gardner's like, th- like 40 now. Like he's like not 50. Yeah. Like dude, like, come on. So like that guy should listen. The thing about Brett Gardner is once he retires, he is going to absolutely mash in slow pitch softball. But anyway, um, I think Kettle Marte would be, if they could do it, I just don't know what the, the Yankees do a great job of hyping up their, their, uh, minor league system. So they might be able to get him. I mean, and Cashman has naked pictures of every GM's wife and he gets guys for nothing. So maybe Cashman could do some magic there and save his job. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's crazy to say. I mean, you already saw with, you know, back to story for a second, the Colorado Rockies gave away Arenado, right? What's stopping them from just giving away Trevor story, right? You know, what's stopping the Arizona Diamondbacks who have the worst record in baseball from saying, Hey, We'll, we'll move Kettle Marte. They they moved Starling Marte to the Marlins last year for nothing. I mean, what's stopping them from doing it again? So I think that's definitely a very interesting thing, and I wonder if fixing the offense might be easier than fit, fixing the pitching. That's It's a great point, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So let's get into our best bets for today. It is Tuesday. It is June 8th. We are been we've just been trashing the Yankees, and I like that. But let's get into our best bets for today. What do you got, Steve? Well, for my lock today, we're actually going back to the New York Yankees. They're facing the Minnesota Twins. They are 101 and 37 against the Twins since 2002. That's not even including the playoffs where they sweep them every time. The Yankees have lost a season series to the Twins zero times in that span. And you got Montgomery on the mound tonight. I know he's been up and down, but the Yankees have won eight of 11 of his starts. They're facing their old friend, Michael Pineda. I think they know his tricks. And so I, I think the Yankees are, are my lock of the night. You can get them at minus 121 on the money line or at minus one and a half plus 140. So either way, I think you're doing pretty good with the New York Yankees. I do like that. I looked at the, I was looking at the lines this morning and I just, I didn't even see anything. I just saw Yankees, Twins, and Yankees have lost four in a row. I was like, I would, I would go Yanks if I, if, if I didn't like anything else. I was like, the Yankees are definitely, they're a lock tonight, in my opinion. I, like we said, they're gonna, they're probably gonna figure it out. So that's a good, good segue there. I'm actually with another team we talked about, except I'm just gonna go away against them today. I'm doing my best bet. A's minus one and a half. That's at minus 110 on FanDuel. They're playing the D-backs. D-backs is the worst record in baseball. The money line just isn't worth it for me because the money line is like minus 220 for the A's tonight. A's are at home. Bassett is on the mound. He's been their ace all year. He's coming off a bad start against the Mariners last week, so I think he's going to bounce back against a D-backs team who, let's be honest, is offensively deficient. Um, and worst the D-backs... Right, worst team in baseball, and like also they're the D backs are throwing this guy, Du Duplantia, I think is how you say it. Um, he's got a nine three five ERA so far this year in three starts, and it wasn't like he lit up AAA either. He had a seven seven one ERA in AAA before he came to the majors. I don't know how he's in the majors. I just fully expect the A's to roll tonight. So give me the the minus one and a half because it's just way better odds than the minus two twenty. So give me the minus one ten, minus one and a half. Yeah, I like that a lot. And anytime you could bet against the Arizona Diamondbacks this year, you do it. It's pretty profitable, to to be honest with you. And now that moves us into 
underdogs. I don't love a lot of the underdogs tonight. So what, what do you like today? I'm going with the Royals. Uh, they got Chris Bubik on the mound. He's been a, just one of these guys that just continues to find ways to get outs without getting strikeouts. And those are the kind of guys I avoid normally. But I'm going to you know try to juice the orange here. The Angels are without Mike Trout. Rendon isn't hitting. Really, what is this team right now? It's Shohei Otani. You know, it's the, show, Upton, it's the show show. That's it. Right. And Justin Upton is good for a home run, you know, twice a week, but that's about it. So I'm going with the Royals. You can get them at plus 135 on the money line. And uh, they're facing Andrew Haney, who has been very up and down. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to say anything about Andrew Haney for the sake of your bet. Every time I say something bad about him, he has a good game. Yeah. And every time I say something good Jekyll about him. Hyde. Yeah, he's it's ridiculous. He's been that guy his whole career, though. Which is why I, we keep trusting him because he's a hard throwing lefty. Right, we love like, them. Right. We love lefties that throw hard, even though they can't get anybody out. It's insane to me. Even when he came up with the Marlins, everyone was talking about him. And I was like, this guy's when he came up with the Marlins, he was like all over the place too. He was walking guys left and right. And kind of still is. Yeah. I, he's just, he's the definition of a lefty who's major league solely because he's lefty. Like if he was righty, he'd be, he, I don't know what he'd be doing. He maybe he'd be working in an office somewhere, but he wouldn't be pitching in the major leagues. That's just bottom line. Um, what I'm doing today for my underdog, and it goes against our boys here. I'm doing the Orioles first five money line against the Mets. That's at plus a hundred. So I've been saying this a lot lately, but the line for the full game is just screaming Orioles to begin with. Like they're a minus money underdog. They're minus one Oh two against the Mets. Um, and they're also, the thing is about this, which makes it weird to me is that the Mets are made for the DH and they're coming to Camden yards and they're not favored by that much. And that is probably because David Peterson's on the mound. He's been up and down this year, but the Orioles demolish lefties. Somehow the Orioles are hitting 289 against lefties as opposed to like 213 against righties. I got to double check the, the righty stat. I think that's correct, but they are definitely hitting 289 against lefties this year. Um, and I like the first five in this because the Orioles don't really have a bullpen. So give me the Orioles first five money line. Give me the plus a hundred because I like plus money. I let, I mean, I love the Mets, but you know, this, I don't trust Peterson. It's in Camden yards, Orioles first five. I totally get it. It's going to be up to the, you know, the Mets and the, the Mets backups to get some runs. You know, you're facing a, another mediocre pitcher in Baltimore and they've had the worst pitching staff in baseball. So if you're going to win, you got to back up David Peterson with a six or seven spot early on. Right. And I don't know if they can do that. Like they, the Mets, have, the Mets will win a lot of low scoring games because the pitching has been good. But if Peterson's not on, this could get ugly. Yeah. And Peterson has been one of these guys who has been like Heaney, very up and down, you know, mm -hmm. so maybe he was down in this last one. Maybe this one he's up. I don't know. Uh, I don't think what you said is wrong, and I like how you backed it up with only first five. So the Mets could still win this game. You know, they have a better bullpen, but first five, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, and the, you know who, as a Mets fan, you'll enjoy this. You know who Peterson kind of reminds me of as a Mets fan? Who? I don't know if it's just because he's a lefty. John Neese. I don't know yeah. if it's just because he's a lefty, but it's just like the he's a up homegrown and, lefty. That's like, that's what he is. The yeah. up and, and down. We want him to be good so bad because right. he's just this homegrown guy, and it uh, he might just he's a back end starter. And you know what? Every team needs some of those. Yeah, and it's fine. Like, give me the four and a half ERA, and you know the the eight and ten. It's fine, but let's not sugarcoat it. He's not a top end of the rotation guy. We need Carrasco no. back asap.
Um, so that will bring us into our daily dinger. Steve, you and me are on the same page here. But let's go. Who are you going with? Give me the stats. Yeah, this one, I don't think I would have seen a better lock than this one for a daily dinger all year, right? It's Jesse Winker, who is coming off a three-home run game. He's facing Adrian Hauser in with uh, the Brewers. He's 8 for 13 with five home runs in his career against Adrian Hauser. You know, that is insane. You can get him at plus 220 on points bet. I know you're sharing the same, you know, page with me on this one. Oh, I'm I'm definitely on the same page. I'm actually what I'm doing is I'm throwing this, I'm throwing Jesse Winker into a home run prop parlay with his teammate Eugenio Suarez who only hits home runs or he strikes out. But Suarez against Doogie Hauser's brother is hitting 385 with two home runs and 13 at bats. Hauser's not that good. He had his good he had his good stretch at the beginning of the year. And if you throw $10 on this on this parlay of Winker and Suarez, it pays you back $232. I think you could just lock that in. Looks good to me. Hauser has given up nine home runs and 11 starts. That's only 53 innings. That's a good for one and a half home runs per nine. I really like this a lot. Yeah. This is one of those that seems like almost just too good to be true. Oh, yeah. I mean, usually when I bet a red for their home run prop, they're either A, not in the lineup, or it's a rain out. So hopefully that doesn't. I've bet Nick Castellanos for my home run prop twice. I've got rained out twice. So let's see what happens with this. I, I love this just because, look, also tonight, this line, this is a trap line because I think every casual better is going to be like, oh, the Reds stink. Why are they favored against the Brewers? I'll take the Brewers at plus 120, and the Reds are going to win the game because the Reds are going to score. If the Reds score four runs, they'll win the game because the Brewers don't score. And they're going to score four in the first because Winker's going to homer and then Suarez is going to homer. Um, and we're going to win this money. And then that'll bring us Steve. I Again, like last night, Jack made me pick the nerfie yesterday. I lose again. I had jo- this – my my guy Johnny Ebbs on Twitter just he fades all my nerfies and he keeps winning. He's even sending me like the Mickey Mouse gifts and all that stuff. Great, good stuff. Um, what do you got tonight, Steve? Because I'm not even going to touch it. I mean, Steve, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? I mean, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, That's exactly, it. exactly. I'm going with John Lester, Tyler Glasnow, minus one thirty, Rays Nationals. Look. Always try to take one good pitcher and then one so-so pitcher. You're facing two not great lineups. I understand the Tampa Bay Rays continue to win games, but there's no one in this lineup that scares you at all. Like Brandon Lau is one of their better guys. He's hitting like a buck ninety-six. You know, Yandy Diaz is hitting like two twenty. Like th- these are guys who you know they don't string a lot of runs together. And so I'm gonna go with this. I am one and zero in my daily dingers nerfies so far this season. So let's hope to make it two and zero. But I really like glass now, and I think Lester can piece it together for an inning and get you that scoreless uh, nerfy. And just for the sake of your record right now, I will not even touch it. So <laughs> that means that you have – Thank you. Your odds of winning this are, have just bumped up like 70%. So I do – I'm not even going to tell you that I like it because I'm just going to stay away because this is all on you, and I'm, I'm, I'm away. That's it. I'm done. I am no, I'm no longer in – on nerfies. And finally, before we get out of here, this kind of goes hand in hand with you, sir. I we put together a little slump busters parlay. It's teams that are currently on three game or worse losing streaks. It is plus nine ninety nine, which means ten dollars will get you ninety nine back. Yankees money line, Royals money line, and I know you don't love this one. Cardinals money line. They've lost five in a row. And 
your your worry is Carlos Martinez. My worry is Carlos Martinez. You know, the guy gave what 10, 11 runs in in his last start. So if you can he only go is, up from here, baby, you can only go up from here. And I imagine he's on a short leash. So if he starts walking the ballpark before the damage is done, they might pull him and then you could still win that bet. So yeah, it's not bad. I, I, it just comes down to the Cardinals. Right. It comes it all comes down to the Cardinals. I also think, I think also if the Cardinals do end up losing tonight, they are a great bet tomorrow. Yeah. Just because they've lost five in a row. That'll be six in a row. Um, I think that they're a great bet tomorrow. Another thing I looked at today, but I can't pull the trigger on it because I don't I just don't trust them anymore. But the Rangers are a sto- that line is a Rangers line against the Giants tonight. The Rangers are only plus one twenty against the Giants. The Giants are one of the best teams in baseball. The Rangers are like the worst team in the AL. How are you only plus one twenty? With Alex Wood pitching. I like Dane Dunning, and you know, I we won money on him last week when I was on, right? But uh this Giants offense is not great. Well, like, Jordan Lyles not- is going tonight. Isn't it isn't it Dunning? No, it's it's Lyles against Wood. Oh, yeah, no, I don't I don't like that at why all. Why are they, but mean, why are they only plus one twenty? That's that's strange to me. That is strange. That's that does seem like a trap. And the and the minus and the the plus one and a half is like minus one forty. I don't know. So go with that. I don't know. I'm just saying it might be a Rangers line tonight. I don't know if I'm gonna. The thing is, I I don't trust them enough at the current moment because like they the Rangers go like three games where they score where they score one run, like twenty seven innings they'll score one run. It's like ridiculous. I mean, it's crazy that that team went from this perennial contender. They were the Houston Astros for a while. They went to the back-to-back World Series, and they look as far away from competing as anyone. They right really now. are. They have Kyle Gibson and your boy. He's the best pitcher. Yeah, and I, I don't know. They just – it's been rough. Oh, my. There's no one in that offense that you're like, that guy is like a keeper. Like, this no, guy is they, really going to be – No, because Joey Gallo might hit 30 home runs, but he's going to hit 198, so that's why. That's what, that's yeah, what this there's is. 40, there's 40 Joey Gallows now in right. baseball. Which right. Ima- imagine in, for another day. Imagine in 1999 hitting 198. You know where you'd be? Triple A. Now, yeah. now it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. They, they, no, they had one like that for every decade. It was like the Dave Kingman of the world who would hit 210 with 40 home runs. And be like, oh, how strong is this guy? This is crazy. You know, Chris Carter was the one of the last decade. Remember yep. him with the Houston Astros? Now we have them all over. They're, They're everywhere. everywhere. It's in, they're it's, everywhere. It, like the idea of Brandon, like I mentioned Brandon Lau, like he's going to hit 30 home runs and hit 200. And it's like, that's normal now. Right. And it's insane to me. But anyway, before we get out of here, Steve, tell the people how they can find you. You can find me on the game day hoops. I'm over there doing my daily prop bets. Be doing that again today with some uh, pivotal game. Two, what is it? Game twos and ones in the NBA playoffs. So can't wait for that. And uh, I'll be back next Tuesday for daily dingers. Fantastic. I love it, Steve. Thank you for joining me today. We had a lot of fun. Everybody, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Do not forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Those are your best bets for Tuesday, June 8th. For Steve Inman, I'm Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.